Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And coming up this hour, of course, we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. But our theme today is uh, guns and candy, which is an unusual theme. But uh, I felt like we we really needed something to kind of soothe our souls after this past couple of weeks with all of the terrible news that has been coming out of uh, all across the country, really, but especially in Dallas, where the officers were uh, targeted and murdered, and uh, then followed by all the opportunistic anti-gun rhetoric in the media and from the politicians. Uh, So while we do want to talk about important things today, we're going to end our show with a treat. We have a, here in Phoenix, we have a local chocolatier who makes edible art. And so that's something really fun to look forward to. But our next guest is... uh, in the politician category, but she's somebody that doesn't just automatically run to the anti-gun rhetoric. It is Dr. She is Dr. Kelly Ward, formerly served as our Arizona State Senator and now is running as the U.S. State Senate seat against the incumbent John McCain. Welcome to the show, Miss Kelly. Hey, Cheryl. It's great to be here. Great to be here. And you're exactly right. I don't run to gun control because we all know gun control doesn't work. I saw a meme on Facebook today that said, uh, let's take cars away from sober sober drivers in order to stop drunk driving. Mm. Uh, that's exactly the same thing that we're trying to do with guns. We're trying to take guns away from law-abiding American citizens. I'm not, but some people in, pol- in the political arena. And um, and say that that's going to make people safer. We know that's simply not true. We definitely know that's simply not true. And that kind of leads us into a big announcement that you have to make. And I'm excited that uh, that we're going to make it here on Gun Freedom Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you talking about the, the movie? Are you talking? What? Do you, oh, the you- endorsement. Oh, the Nagger endorsement of the, Na- the National Association of Gun Rights. Yes, yes, I just got that endorsement this week, and it's very exciting. So they joined Gun Owners of America in endorsing Dr. Kelly Ward for the United States Senate um, because they know I will stand up strongly for our Second Amendment rights and our rights to keep and bear arms in this great country. Absolutely. And I just think that 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 is tremendous to be able to be able to run for public office and be able to support our Constitution. Like somehow that has become, you know, you get to do one or the other these days. What What is that about? Oh, it's, it's terrible. You know, I see every day our Constitution being chipped, chipped, chipped away at and no one standing up to do anything. I, for one, want a United States senator who upholds our Constitution, not a United States senator who seeks to get around it. 
Now, that's one of the main reasons why I'm running against Senator McCain, is that I see him joining with the Democrats to infringe upon our Second Amendment. I see him supporting policies in the name of security to spy on law-abiding American citizens without a warrant. I simply think that we have to have elected leaders who uphold that Constitution. And even though we have the technology to do the things that they want to do, to make things, quote, easier, unquote, um, we have to follow our Constitution if we want to remain the great nation that we are. That's so true. And I we I was just in Washington, D.C. as part of the D.C. project, and we went around and talked to not just uh, Arizona legislators, but uh, I went with some of the other girls and talked to Colorado and uh, Washington yeah. State. And it was just very interesting to sit in the offices of the elected officials and uh, just kind of see how their their eyes and their face faces changed as we told them actually just gave them the face of female gun owners that they never that's like they don't even know we exist right <laughs> yes yes i'm sure you were quite quite perplexing to them <laughs> but guess what you know what the great great equalizer is if you've got a six foot four 300 pound man coming at you as a five foot four 120 pound lady the great equalizer is that firearm that that lady can have and has the right to keep uh, and uh, and we've got to fight fiercely because as women we are are at more more at risk um, than than someone else who might be able to physically defend themselves against a monster like that. Absolutely. Now I want to kind of get back to um, what it, what it is like to be a citizen. All right, you're a citizen. You're a doctor, and you decided to be a public servant. So you put your hat in the ring and you say, I, I, I'm doing this not for myself, but to serve the, the public, the, the citizens of Arizona. And how, you know, the minute someone does that, it, it changes your life in so many ways. And, and all of the attack ads start coming out and all that sort of yeah. thing. Like, how does that possibly encourage the next Joe Citizen or Jane Citizen to jump in this arena. How do you deal with all of that? Yeah, it, it is, it, you know, running for office is something I never thought I would do, but it is, it is amazing. Um, there are so many good parts of it in terms of the people that I have met across this state, across the country, who are fighting for our freedoms, who want to maintain our liberty, who want to maintain what makes America great. And, and so knowing that you're not alone, that's number one. But it is difficult. I mean, I never thought that I would have, you know, ads on television coming into people's mailboxes, on the radio, every time someone turns on YouTube, an ISIS flag popping up and then saying that, you know, something to do with me, which is completely <laughs> ludicrous. Um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if I go into Safeway or I go into a coffee shop, if people are saying, ooh, that's her, that's her, um, you know. <laughs> and, Seriously. And, uh, and you, didn't, you, you never expect that. But um, I think that, that good people have to be willing to stand up and be public servants. You know, serving in Washington, D.C. is supposed to be a sacrifice. It's not supposed to be a cushy job that people stay in for decade after decade after decade to attend the, the tuxedo club event. 
And so I'm willing to make those sacrifices, whether it's personally through personal attacks that are untrue, whether it's attacks on my patriotism, even though I'm a military wife of a guy who's served for the last 32 years. <laughs> um, you know, people are seeing through those attacks. I think the funniest is, uh, is today that John McCain put up something that said he secured the border. And really, people are just laughing, rolling on the floor laughing because they know it's not true. I think he's gone a bit too far. Um, people aren't going to believe his rhetoric um, any longer. And I think this is going to be the time where we really change Washington, D.C. by electing new people. Kelly, I, I got one of those uh, bad uh, things in the mail about you. And I yes. told Cheryl, I says, you know, she must be doing really well. Right. You know, <laughs> if she's worth attacking yeah, this right. hard, you must be doing really <laughs> good. Right. And I, well, I really believe over that. Two million dollars attacking me so far. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've challenged Senator McCain to a debate because apparently he has something he'd like to say to me. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he spent two million dollars saying it. I'd like him to say it to my face rather than stabbing me in the back. Oh, I would love to, to see you guys do a debate. I think you would just. I think that would be, be very, very enlightening for the, the voters. I really do. And what you guys there. Oh, can you hear us? I can hear you. Uh oh. Well, I don't know what happened, but she was that would, a. That would be interesting we, to have a debate. It would be cool if we could do it. Yeah, it would. Oh. Um, well, the phone connection was a little. Um, it was kind of chirping a little bit, so it might have dropped. We'll see. Hopefully, she'll she'll ring back in. But uh, definitely, if you are interested in learning more about Dr. Kelly Ward. And uh, checking out her website, we um, oh, can definitely give you that information here. And she's also on; she has her own guest page on our website because everybody who is a guest on our show uh, gets their own guest page. So if you go to gunfreedomradio.com and look up Dr. Kelly Ward, uh, you will be able to see uh, all of the the links to her um, to all of her her sites her facebook page her twitter page right and you'll you'll find out the accomplishments she's made and what her her plans are so what she expects to do hey i think we found you (laughs) hello it just the phone went dead you know i i guess you know maybe john mccain is that powerful he hears (laughs) me issuing a I love it. That's uh, very possible. <laughs> so I was just telling uh, the listening audience, how do we find your um, your Senate page? How do or you're running for Senate page, and how do we support you? Yes. Well, you can come uh, come over to my website, kellyward.com, Kelly with an I, because I care about the people, and I'm going to be a conservative champion for Arizona and Washington D.C. Um, and and go there. Sign up to to be a volunteer. Just sign up to get our updates. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful site. It has lots of information you can share with your friends, with your relatives, with the people that you meet at church, um, or even at the grocery store, so that we get the word out, so that, that uh, people know we have a competent, qualified, capable person who's ready to take the reins and hit the ground running. Now, of course, you can communicate directly with me on social media, Kelly Ward AZ on Twitter, and Kelly Ward for Arizona on Facebook. And there are lots of great conversations going on in both of those places, both with me, with supporters, with people who don't support me. There is a lot of great conversation, and that two-way communication is what is imperative 
for us to get back to good representative government so we can have a representative republic. So I look forward to talking to people there. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And uh, like we said at the top of the first hour, we are pre-recording this. So today is Thursday, um, even though people are going to hear it on on this coming Saturday, the uh, 19th, is it? No. What is the date? Yes, yes. Uh, And so we uh, tonight are going to a special movie event uh, that, that you're hosting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, we are we are fortunate because we are getting to sponsor the Arizona premiere of Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, Hillary's America. And I will tell you that it is an America that none of us want to live in. And so, uh, you know, I hope that people will go and see it. Phoenix is one of the markets where it's opening. So, so Saturday night, they can see that movie. Tonight on Saturday night, they can see that movie on Sunday. Um, check it out. He, he, it's on Facebook. It's on. Uh, it's on. Obviously, the web. Just look up Hillary's America, and you can purchase tickets, and you can go and see it. I think every voter, regardless of party, should go and see that movie so that we can see the direction that we we could be going in and the direction we want our country to go in. Well, I am very much looking forward to it. I've seen his other films, and I feel like he does a good job of of, of showing both sides of an issue and uh so i'm i'm excited to see how this one is yeah he he definitely does and i think this one is is um is even better i've seen the other two as well this one is is especially well done and um and i I think it's going to be appealing to a lot of people other than hillary clinton and her supporters it may not be that appealing to them (laughs) maybe not quite so much uh well thank you so much dr kelly ward for coming on and talking to us um, about the endorsement you've just received from nagr and uh tell us one more time how can we find you on the web and reach out to you and maybe even support your campaign Oh, yes, kellyward.com, K-E-L-L-I-W-A-R-D.com. There is a donate button, I think, on every page. And people shouldn't fear that their donation is too small. You know, $3 buys a yard sign. Uh, $10, anything helps us. Of course, the maximum donation is $2,700. And if there are any big, big spenders out there, that's most welcome as well. You can do it securely right on the website. And then join me on social media, Twitter and Facebook. I'd love to talk. Perfect. Thank you again so much. We'll see you tonight at the premiere. See you there. See you there. All right. Bye now. Well, stick around. We have coming up a liberal Democrat who is the vice president of a gun club. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. 
Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we still have ahead of us our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. But first, a liberal Democrat, a lawyer, and the vice president of a local gun club walked into a bar... And it was the same person. Our guest today and my friend, Miss Laura Smith, is coming on the line to talk to us about her time and our time together in the, our nation's capital this past week with the DC Project. Miss Laura, are you with us? I am. Thank you for having me on the show again. Oh, absolutely. Last time it went way too fast and we didn't get to talk about hardly anything we had on our list. So I'm going to mostly be quiet and let you tell us what was your experience like going to our nation's capital and talking to especially the anti-legislators, being that you are a gun enthusiast, you do support our Second Amendment rights but otherwise are a liberal Democrat. I thought you were going to let her talk. I know. I'm shutting up now. Go. <laughs> it was, um, It was. I have to say, I think the word that I'm still dealing with the most is exhausting. It was so much more intense than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up doing 13 meetings in two days. Whoa. And it was, it was a lot. And it also involved um, going back and forth, uh, it's about a mile between Senate offices and um, the representatives' offices for the House, and, and I did that a lot. So it was that was tiring, but it was it was invigorating and exciting at the same time. Um, I think that the reception I got from both parties was so much more positive than I expected. Um, the most surprising thing that happened to me uh, was that um, Senator Feinstein's office actually reached out to me, her director of firearms policy, and said, I heard you're going to be in town. Can your group please come see me? And that I thought... was surprising because she I is thought, notoriously anti-gun. They didn't put you in well, a room and beat you up, did they? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, they didn't. And, and I thought, 
oh no, <laughs> um, this is uh, this is this is a little scary. And and I had also done some press in LA um, for another group that I'm involved with called the Liberal Gun Club. And uh, with that, I, I was thinking, oh no, they're they're you know gonna just break me over the coals. Um, mm-hmm. And and the reality was, I, I I asked a bunch of women to come with me, and so the group was six people. It was one of the bigger groups that we went in with. And she was so excited to have us all in there. And her response was, I really wish I'd known about you guys a couple weeks ago. I had this really basic technical question, and I can't call the NRA because I'm with this office. Mm. And I thought, wow. (laughs) That means they really do want a nonpartisan resource. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, you can debate back and forth, about the NRA and their role, but the fact that, that that she felt, and this was not the senator, this was the senator's assistant, but mm-hmm. the fact that she really felt she couldn't make that phone call. Right. She was so thrilled to have a group of women that came in and weren't attacking her and were saying, hey, we're nonpartisan. We're here to answer questions. I was so surprised that they had that. And and so that was an incredible takeaway, that that they really do want a technical resource. Um, another really exciting thing that happened to us was that a um, one of the California House of Representatives members uh, had an interview with us, had a meeting with us, and he was actually late going to the floor because he sat down and said, I really want to know your opinion on, on, it was two bills that were pending. One was the no fly, no buy, which he actually opposed. Hmm. And one was um, a, a bill that he said, well, I think we keep calling this the wrong thing, but we'll use the common term, quote unquote, universal background check. Hmm. And, and he was one who said, I think we're calling it the wrong thing. Hmm. He said, I think we should be talking about this as a check that really what we're talking about is sales, private or public, between people who don't know each other. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. (laughs) You know, wait, somebody who actually understands this? Mm -hmm. And he was very educated, and he is somebody who I thought was going to be a serious anti. And as it turned out, he wasn't. And he really wanted to talk to us about what did we really think about this and why? And and it was very nuanced. And I was so surprised with the nuanced conversations I had. And then at the same time, um, I, I felt that way with a lot of the Republican representatives as well, that there was, once you cut through what one of the uh, offices called silly season, which is uh, all the claims and, and the grandstanding for the cameras when it's election time, right. there was a much deeper understanding of, what the real issues are than I knew and that the press betrays, mm-hmm. frankly. And, and that was so encouraging to me to see people saying, no, no, we, we know this is an issue. And one of the things, even in Barbara Boxer's office, I mean, they said, we don't want to take guns from everybody. We want to talk to people about this. We want to talk about policy overall. We, we want to have intelligent conversations about this which is great. It is great. And the the conversations can be much more intelligent and conducive when maybe some of the the technical terminology is 
properly used. I mean, you and I both have gotten an eye cramp a couple of times, uh, rolling our eyes at at Mm -hmm. some of the stuff we hear people say in the news. And we think, you know, just just call me. Just check in with me. (laughs) If you can tell me what barrel you're using in an AR that cannot melt if it fires 900 rounds a minute, I would like to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then... I think it was Jesse Jackson who said something, either an AK-47 or an AR-15 could shoot down airplanes. And it's like, oh, come on. Just stop yeah. it. Stop saying stuff like that. I guess they could if they're inside the plane. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You yeah, know? maybe. You know, I guess you could if you were standing in front of it and you were firing into the engine. Yeah, well, there you go. So I maybe <laughs> technically, yeah. But... You know, and then I was so frustrated this week because, you know, this DC project is truly grassroots. I mean, every single one of us who went, all, all 50 of us ladies, we paid our own way. We took time off work. We took our vacation time and we went there and we we did our research and we had um, intelligent uh, thoughts and comments to bring to the table. And then... I'm watching on the the news where the president of the United States says something like uh, there are more it's it's easier to get your hands on a Glock than a gun uh, um, than a book easier to get your hands on a Glock than a book. And I'm thinking, really, I mean, not for one eighth of the United States citizens who live in California. It's not. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it just is so frustrating to see that we are working so hard on the side of supporting the Constitution to be sure that we've got our facts and figures straight and that we are, we're well-spoken. And then it's just shot, pardon the pun, or the rug is pulled out from under us by, you know, the president, the guy with the, the biggest microphone saying something that didn't use any, any intelligence to put together, didn't use any facts or figures to put together. And it just, this is why we get frustrated. And this is why liberals, Democrats stay pitted against conservative Republicans, I think. I I think it's one of the reasons. And and then I think you have the other issue of, and and frankly, I think both parties are equally guilty on this one, of no fly, no buy. That's, you know, in a lot of ways, a really complicated issue. How do we keep the United States safe without removing due process of our citizens. This is an incredibly complicated issue. I mean, this is the stuff that people win Nobel Prizes for. Mm -hmm. And yet, lawmakers on both sides (laughs) want bills to be sponsored on Friday and voted on the following Wednesday. Mm. And I just think that's ridiculous. I I don't think any of those bills can be written that quickly. And both sides were doing it. I mean, as a Democrat, I was horrified by the sit-in, but I was equally horrified with... Well, look, but I wrote a reasonable amendment. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, it was just, I right. mean, this was, this is complicated stuff. And I think people don't realize, I mean, one of my reps who was a Democrat understood, and one um, of the reps from another state who was a Republican understood, but they were the only two people who said this to me in the entire week, was that the no fly, no buy, you're really only talking about 5,000 people who could even buy a gun. Because everybody else is not either um, a legal resident or a citizen. Mm -hmm. And it's simple grandstanding. And so when we have those things happening, because it's silly season, it takes away from the real issues. The real issues of 
what do we do about mental health care? What do we do about states' rights versus federal law? Mm-hmm. What do we do about, you know, what what are the limits of the Second Amendment? That's a real discussion to have. And that's real, deep, difficult law and difficult <sighs> policy. But nobody's talking about the fact that these aren't easy answers and are not something that should be decided in four days. Absolutely. Well, we have to wrap up, but please tell people again, how do they reach out to the liberal gun club that most people don't know even exists? We do exist, and we love to have people come and ask us questions and learn more about us. It's at theliberalgunclub.com. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much, Miss Laura. We will definitely have to bring you back on and explore these ideas again and further thank you again so much for having me absolutely bye all right well stick around because coming up we have the other half of our show which the theme is guns and candy we have jason wasser a local chocolatier coming on to talk to us a little bit about his trade stick around everybody this is joey rocket shoes dylan world champion gunslinger and hollywood gun coach in the westerns there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy and i always root for the good guy which is why i'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com they are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast long guns pistols hunting military law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town, Avondale, off the I-10 and Dysart Road, and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And sometimes we eat chocolate and we uh, entice you with chocolate because uh, we're on this side of the microphone with the box of chocolate. And you just need to uh, imagine it. But you could go to the website of the man that we're about to introduce. And uh, our theme today is guns and candy. And we have been talking a lot about guns. 
ones, but now it's time for candy. Chocolate, to be precise. We have here in studio, not just a chocolatier, but an artist whose canvas is chocolate. And by the way, he also serves his country in the Army National Guard. And we welcome to the show, Jason Wasser. Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you. And also your brand new CFO, Stephen Schwinghammer. Okay, I'm glad I let you say that. Thank you. <laughs> a little German, do I recognize? Very much so. Thank uh, you. Well, in German, chocolate, Germany kind of wor- weaves its way into this That's story. That's where it all started, anyhow. Absolutely. And we do. T- just dive right into your story. How, how does somebody who serves in the Army National Guard also be a, a chocolatier? Well, uh, it's not. It's something I never expected to happen. Um, my first experience with uh, fine candies started when I lived in Germany. My father was stationed there, and uh, as a kid, uh, me and some buddies, we would sneak off the base to go to the uh, the German candy store. And I just remember they had such better stuff than we had over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I became uh, older, I was always kind of a big foodie i really enjoyed uh high quality craft food and candies and things like that and um i guess when i was i was actually in iraq at the time that uh, a friend of mine graduated from college and i just wanted to get her a very unique and different gift and that's where it brought me back to when i lived in germany the stuff that they had over there and so i went online and i found this amazing chocolatier in France, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy his collection as a gift for her. Of course, get one for myself. Um, <laughs> of course, because um, you're no dummy. And I was just utterly impressed with how how far chocolate has come, and, and uh, I was impressed by the, the artistry of it. And so I just became a fan of the industry. I was buying other people's collections like they were artwork. Uh, I would give them away as gifts. And... Then when my grandmother had her 75th birthday, we had this huge surprise party. 50 family members secretly flew up to Washington to hide in the neighbor's barn, and we had this huge party for her. I thought this would be the perfect time to be clever and make her a box of chocolate instead of buying one this year. Uh-huh. And that was an epic disaster. <laughs> uh, not, knowing, not knowing anything about chocolate, I just, I mean, it, it just did not work out very well. But she would say the other uh, otherwise because but, she's your grandma. Of course. But but isn't that how we really learn in life? Mm-hmm. It's not really from our successes. It's from those epic fails, mm-hmm. right? And so clearly, mm-hmm. you use that as a jumping off point. Absolutely. And so at the time, I was in school um, on the GI Bill, so I I didn't have to work if I didn't want to. Um, and I was in school in uh, molecular biology, and I did a lot of focus on biochemistry. And so I had kind of that unique education that um, a lot of other uh, chefs may not have had. And I kind of applied that, and out of my grandmother's kitchen, I just started approaching science or using science as a way to learn about how to work with chocolate and create recipes. And after a couple of years, um, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, she was like, "You need to try this out at a farmer's market and see what people think." And I'm comparing myself to world masters, so I think I'm a terrible chocolatier. Um, And I go there, and people are just buying these things faster than I can make them. And I was coming up on the end of using all of my GI Bill benefits, and uh, I realized that uh, studying genetics was a little bit slow for me, and I didn't quite enjoy the the research aspect. I like reading other people's research. I just don't like doing it myself. It's not fast-paced enough, but the chocolate was entirely different. And I'm like, I have a business here. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize it. and so, so I took out a couple more student loans to buy some equipment and uh, got this thing up and rolling. And 
And this thing is called Chocolatl. Correct. Now, if I'm at home and I'm trying to Google Chocolatl, how do I do that? Because um, it, it's not exactly phonetically correct. It starts with an X and an O, right? Well, we've simplified that, and you can just type in XO Confections, and that'll take you right to our website. Much more my speed. <laughs> now, Stephen, how do you fit into the mix here? Well, so I uh, I met Jason through the through the banking career. I just actually left a, a 10-year banking career. Uh, I was with Chase for a while, and then recently with the local bank, Alliance Bank, and so I met Jason, and you know, uh, obviously his story is very touching, and so uh, you know, learning more about what he was doing and and some of the things that he wanted to do, um, I was able to help provide some capital in order to. Because um, business needs capital, it is the need. lifeblood, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, hopped on board, and and as of the you know the first of the the month i left the bank completely and i'm on board with jason now full time so well it's um, so exciting. exciting i i met jason and got to taste these amazing chocolates at uh, the goldwater institute a couple of months back and i just was blown away by the the beauty of that that your eye takes in mm-hmm. and so then i thought well usually beautiful food doesn't really taste so good it's usually kind of waxy or you know it's like they spend all their time and energy making it appealing to the eye but then I bit into one and I'm like oh my gosh it's it's so it melts immediately and then there's this uh, menagerie of flavors happening Uh, it's just amazing so um, I I think I I tried every single one that you had out I don't remember how many that was but it was probably like you know 10 or (laughs) 12 so um, how many flavors do you currently have like on your website well we currently have 18 on our website um now we're in the summertime so this is our slow season and this Mm -hmm. is where we start getting creative um so since we're not bogged down with mass production we're able to start creating new flavors and that's what we're doing right now uh it's my favorite time of the year because i just i'm I'm very creative i got so many ideas in my hip but i've only got 18 spots in the box so (laughs) um so basically we come up with uh i use a lot of foreign cookbooks and a lot of foreign cultures to create inspiration for the next flavor that we're going to create um and one of the ones that we just finished up on is a uh, a lime and peanut praline with uh, coconut lime white chocolate ganache oh my gosh. just amazing it yeah murdering really me over amazing. here <laughs> <laughs> um and then there was another one that i saw out of an italian cookbook it uh there was a traditional italian recipe that uses a uh uh, a Modena balsamic vinegar uh, drizzled over um, strawberries tossed in a brown sugar. It's just a very simple dessert. I took all of that and turned that into a chocolate. And so we created a 58% dark chocolate with strawberry puree, a little bit of brown sugar, and we used a uh, Mia Bella's balsamic vinegar. It's one of the best vinegars I've ever had. And, uh, and that's one of our big things is we want to use the absolute best ingredients. So I go and I shop around, I'll look at AJ's or Whole Foods or I'll go online and we try these things just, you know, before we even use any of the ingredients, we want to make sure that this is, this meets the standard of what we try to do here. And, uh, same thing when it comes to using alcohols, um, you know, we'll shop around and we'll look for the best stuff out there. And, and the, the cool thing is I have to sample a lot of alcohol to figure out which one we're going to Darn go it. <laughs> is that where you come in, Stephen? You're helping with sampling? Hey, we're German, you know, we're, we're good with that. I love it. Um, what is your fl- favorite flavor, Stephen? Um, it's funny that you asked because the balsamic, uh, the strawberry balsamic is actually my favorite. I, I, I've been asking Jason to make them for 
past several months and we finally just uh, whipped up a batch within the last couple of weeks now. Well, and I got to taste that one and I thought, oh, I'm going to taste vinegar with chocolate. It's going to have that kind of zing <laughs> in the back of your throat, but it didn't at all. Well, and that's because of the type of vinegar that we use. So your typical American vinegars are very watery, very acidic, whereas the stuff that we use almost has the consistency of honey. And so uh, when you go to Tuscany, they take their vinegars very seriously over there, and they're not uh, watered down the way they are over here. And so that's the big difference is uh, you can almost taste the quality of, uh, of, the, of the grapes that they use over there. And again, they're not as acidic. And of course, if I use some of the American stuff, because of the acid level, it would cause some of the cream to curdle, and it really wouldn't work out very well. So. And what uh, is your favorite? Um... You know what? I think either the the single malt scotch or the cherry kirsch. I'm mm. a big dark chocolate fan. I love cherries, but I also am a very big scotch fan. So those are probably two of my favorites. Well, I think I remember loving the Bananas Foster maybe the best, which isn't even a, a dark chocolate. That has no, the white a, chocolate, It's a right? white chocolate, and we make that in the exact same way. Um, that it was traditionally made. So we start by melting down some butter and some brown sugar. We'll add freshly chopped bananas, pour in a little bit of banana liqueur and some rum, and then we'll flambe that uh, until the, uh, the, the alcohol completely burns off. And then we fold that into the white chocolate, give that all blended up, and the white chocolate kind of represents that ice cream. So it, it tastes pretty point on. So I know everybody's mouth has to be watering because mine is. Um, tell us again, how do people find you online and, and do you ship nationwide? Because we're based here in Phoenix, mm-hmm. but people are listening nationwide, worldwide, really. Well, you can find us at xoconfections.com. Um, and we've been in business now for about four years, and we finally, you know, we completely have the shipping thing taken care of. So I know Arizona gets incredibly hot. Incredibly hot. Um, but we have specialized um, packaging that can get it to you within two days without melting. So we make sure that everything arrives fresh. And if it doesn't, uh, you let us know, and uh, we'll send another one that makes sure that it does get there uh, Fan- completely intact. Fantastic. And even your boxing is just beautiful. They brought me um, a beautiful box. It looks like they were handing me a, a necklace, but it's something much, much better inside. <laughs> uh, it's got a beautiful gray bow on it. It's a really high quality box. And they even gave me a, a calendar. I didn't know that you had a calendar. The Artisan Spirit. Is that something that you just started this year? So that is with a partnership with the Artisan Food Guild. That's a local company here that uh, focuses on bringing local artisan food makers together. And so uh, the gentleman who put that together, his name is Roy Allen. He's the president of that organization. Um, He created a calendar from some of the local uh, artisan food makers in the area um, and uh, commissioned a, a really good artist to put together portraits of all of us doing our work and just turned out to be a really nice calendar. It's really beautiful. And so if somebody is local, do you have a, a place where you can walk in and, and buy right there? Or is it best just to shop online? Um, well, if obviously they live in a different state. Online is the best place to go to. Mm-hmm. But if you live in the Valley, you can go to the Artisan Food Guild Community Market. That's going to be at 7th Street in Oak. Um, we do have our manufacturing facility that we welcome people to come to. That's at uh, 23rd Avenue in Dunlap. 
And these addresses are on our website as well. And then if you are in the North Valley up in Cave Creek or Carefree, you can go to Bricks Wines and they carry our stuff there as well. Excellent. And then, of course, next Thursday on July 21st, you are going to bring your beautiful wares out to an after hours. We call it mm-hmm. an after hours where we're bringing two chambers of commerce together, the Glimdale Chamber of Commerce and the Southwest Valley Chamber of Commerce to uh, an event at our shops at AZ Firearms and Pot of Gold at 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale and uh, I'm just so excited that you guys are going to be out there and and I know everybody's going to just be blown away by your your beautiful and delicious products your beautiful and delicious chocolates thank you well, and we took it up a ne- another notch, so the, the stuff that we're bringing out there is going to be even better than last time. Oh, my gosh. Come on, Thursday. Get here already. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for Thanks being for here us. with us today. Thank you very Thanks much. for having us. All right. Well, stick around because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week right after this. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we educate. Uh, Cheryl, uh, you know what? I don't think it was a good idea that they brought you chocolate. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, well, just, just leave me alone, okay? I'm All just right. over here with my box of chocolate. Anyway, let's welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. <laughs> it's sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And give me some of that chocolate. I, I will in a moment. Our theme today is guns and candy. And we just uh, were interviewing uh, Stephen and Jason of Chocolatel chocolates or exo confections and they did generously bring us a box of their amazing creations and i really i wish this was tv because if you could just see how beautiful they are and so we we will be um enjoying those 
um, uh, hopefully after after we get off the air. And yeah, our, our our engineer is like, which one do I choose? I can't I can't decide. They're just beautiful. Uh, you can't eat these. They're too pretty. I know, right? Oh my gosh! That's Don't know if I'm you want to eat them or put them in a showcase. Exactly. Right. Mount one in a ring or something. So okay, we're gonna focus up here. We're gonna get back to to the topic of our show. We have been talking about guns. He's melting. He See? passed out. Is that, is that good? Out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. So good. I'm telling you, XO Confections, check it out. It's uh, as beautiful as they are tasty. All right. So we have been talking about important things, about gun laws, about training, about all that sort of thing. But then we also took a moment and and talked about uh, candy, which is how the chocolate got involved. But um, one of the favorite things that we do on this show every single week is to bring you stories that you're not going to hear on the national news, on Fox or CNN, about times when responsibly armed citizens have been able to stop crime by being responsibly armed citizens. Never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Yes, and that is our Superman theme, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. And that is really how we feel about people who are doing what they can do in their lifetime to support our Second Amendment rights and our, our constitutional rights of, of all, all of our constitutional rights. Um, and the group that we went with uh, to Washington, D.C. this past week, the D.C. Project, I really felt that way about those women on their own dime, 50 women, one from each state, took time off work, took their vacation time, bought plane tickets and train tickets and uh, rented cars, anything they needed to do. They paid for their own hotel. They paid for their own meals away from home, came to our nation's capital to try to form relationships with our elected officials so that uh, we can have a stronger voice, a more effective voice in the Second Amendment community, and we stop just shouting bumper sticker logic at each other. So, um, so yeah, when I hear that Superman theme, fight, fights for truth, justice, and the American way, of course I'm thinking of the D.C. Project ladies. And, and today, our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report uh, has to do with something that, that we probably all of us do. Dan's not a coffee drinker, but those of us who are can definitely relate to having, you know, that favorite place to get your morning coffee. Now, for Dan, it'd be, what, morning Pepsi? Well, I guess, <laughs> but we went to a Starbucks this morning, and inside the store, not at the door, inside the store behind the counter was a big sign that says, gun-free zone. Mm. Makes that coffee just taste a little mm. bitter. Yeah, that we are definitely not fans of that. And as I tell this story, I, I think... The people in this story will be glad that either there was no gun-free zone sign or the gentleman who had to take matters into his own hands didn't pay attention to it on that day. And so we do all have our favorite place to get our morning coffee, you know, a, a cafe, a Starbucks, as Dan just said, or, or a convenience market. We enjoy a calm moment before the rest of the world is even awake and before the sun has stretched and yawned its way into light onto the horizon. This is almost an extension of our homes, these places that we go, these favorite places. And we even know some of the staff by name. 
you know, maybe exchange stories about our kids or our grandkids and ask each other, what the heck is Pokemon Go anyway, right? I mean, th- these are the things you that we do. You have to bring that up today. <laughs> I do. Because That's all we did in Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, well, not us. No, no. Jason and Clint. Yes. They, our son-in-law yeah, and, our, and our cousin. They were all they did. Pokemon going all over the place. And I think I'm even saying it right. Pokemon Go. Anyway, so these are the things that we do. This friendly banter before heading off to start our day. But sometimes danger shows up in our familiar places and sometimes danger enters the door of our neighborhood coffee shop shattering our safe and secure world with the violent and senseless swinging of an axe chopping and slashing at anyone and everyone an eerie silent attempt to injure and kill and forever changing what was once a safe and almost sacred part of our daily routine This is the scene that one 60-year-old man was faced with. Just call the police, some will say, when danger visits. People don't need guns. Those are only for professional law enforcement. Well, in reality, danger arrives suddenly and moves quickly. When danger calls, there is rarely time to wait for the police. And a customer comes to the rescue, shooting and killing a hatchet-wielding attacker. Police, the masked man stormed into a 7-Eleven near Seattle and started swinging the axe without saying a word. If it had this Good Samaritan not acted, then we might have a dead clerk on our hands right now. The Good Samaritan did have a concealed carry permit. Wow. Okay, so what we need to do is put signs out in front of 7-Elevens, no axes allowed. (laughs) Wait, wait. I don't know if that'll work. Apparently, it doesn't work. Um, but, and they could say no bricks allowed and no knives allowed. And they could just keep on going down the list. How about just a nothing allowed? <laughs> I don't well, know. But, um, you know, it, it's a shame that another one of these stories that doesn't really get out that this man saved someone's life. Well, and you think about it, the, the guy that runs in and they still don't even know why he did it. He's in his 40s. So you get a picture of somebody in their 40s. They're probably still pretty pretty capable, pretty much in the prime of their life. And then you picture somebody in their seven, 60s, like the, the gentleman that was the Me. concealed firearms owner. And I'm, I'm, you're, you're still definitely very uh, capable. But, you know, maybe not up against a 40-year-old swinging an axe if you don't have anything. So uh, any kind of a, a, a defense tool. So... Um, you know, it really is the great equalizer. One of our guests did say that, and, and I do agree with it. And, you know, some of these places we go into, they say no weapons allowed. Now, you and I. That's great, because my firearm is not a weapon. See, that's so it. So I can walk in there. You and Yay. I would agree with that, because we think that weapons are the instruments of people causing harm to others, where we believe that our firearms, every single one of the firearms that we sell in our store, are defense tools. Right. Or they're they're for hunting, but they're definitely not weapons in the sense that we understand the word. Because if we want to use the words weapon, your car keys can be a weapon Mm -hmm. or the car that you pull up to the store can be a weapon. Mm -hmm. So firearms are not weapons to me. All right. You know what time it is now? It Mm. is time for dance tip of the week. (coughs) 
don't eat a whole box of chocolate when it's sitting in front of you. That's my tip of the week. No. Unless Tra- it's you know, chocolate. This stuff is amazing. It's like, it looks like art class or something. Beautiful stuff. Hey, my tip of the week would be training. You know, we've talked about this. Almost every show we talk about training, training, training. And it's so important. I mean, I'm, I'm over 10 and under 100. And <laughs> I tell you that I, I went to a... Um, simulation class where you shoot at these targets and i flunked it i flunked it bad and i thought i'm pretty good mm-hmm. so you can't get enough training we just have to keep on i guess it's just see, like what, this chocolate what, we can't get enough chocolate to give me another piece <laughs> no but because what you're good at dan is you're good at knowing how to use your firearm you're good at the functionality of right. your firearm but what you were training in that class for was a real world event where you had to do shoot don't shoot right and so that's similar to the faster saves lives that rob morse was talking about earlier in the show it takes training you're not going to just rise to the occasion you have to train to the level of your proficiency right and so we you know do you when you see a threat do you go to it or do you try to go away from it well, of course you try to go away from it if you can first um that's the best way but so the training put you there absolutely i could have a little rant here i mean i was thinking about all these things today and what if we had schools that did have people carrying uh guns responsible citizens and then you have and then i I got thinking okay what if a city what if we had a city that didn't allow guns and just do a test on it and see uh washington dc while we were there three or four shootings Hmm. there's almost shootings every day Mm -hmm. they don't allow guns there Mm -hmm. but then you take go across the street to virginia or mm-hmm. and and they don't have the problem mm-hmm. and then there's so chicago why don't we use that as a test i mean we've, we we we're using it as a test chicago especially but you know there's not a there's no gun shops in in dc yeah that's that's an interesting point and so you look at the condition that chicago's in and then you look at the city we live in right arizona or the city the state we live in arizona where we have concealed carry constitutional carry we have open carry and our crime rates are actually going down so you just take those two snapshots and you would think that that would kind of tell people you know which is the better way freedom or restriction but all right well we had what a great show but we have to wrap up and i want to thank our tech crew i think he's still um living it up on that piece of chocolate over there one more Thank, <laughs> thank our listeners. Uh, without you, we're just uh, having a great conversation in, in a in a small room. With you, this conversation grows wings, it grows legs, and it it the the life of it continues. And and we really appreciate you and our guests who take the time to come on and share their wisdom and share their life with us. So keep the conversation going and let us know what you're thinking. Get on our website or our Facebook and. And message us. Let us know because we are listening. So until next time, please pray for this nation of ours. Pray for our leaders. All of them? Even the ones you don't like. Uh. And be, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. And we leave you with these thoughts from President Ronald Reagan. Our founding fathers. Here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. 
Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.